Well, it's the club we've been waiting for for our shutdown report cards to check in on all things Richmond. Cal Toomey's on the line. Cal, g'day. G'day, Micho. Yeah, interesting, isn't it, talking about a club that's won two of the last three premierships and, to be honest, looks as primed as any reigning premier to go again because, jeez, uh, it was a good start from the Tigers in round one and looking forward to delving into them a little bit more now. Really scary, that first half. Just the way they dismantled Carlton. They probably took their foot off the pedal um, after half time and allowed the Blues back into the game a little bit. 20 of the Premiership, 22 were out there in round one. Is it a chance they actually get better in 2020? Yeah, I think there is, absolutely. I mean, the question mark for every reigning Premier is, is the hunger going to be there? You know, Can they keep it that sort of standard for another year but we've seen across three seasons now that this is a, a well-drilled well-balanced side that's well-coached as, as good as any in the competition you know each key post in its lineup is uh, a damaging match winner basically we saw the defensive unit stand up last year under immense pressure this time last year people were writing them off as premiership fancies given Alex Rance wasn't in that side but geez a few players rose to the occasion and, and rose to the responsibility across last year um, Dylan Grimes, Dave Asprey being among them. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're a really good chance to get better because they're fit. And how often has a, a premiership side started the next year in as good a condition as the Tigers started 2020? Um, so yeah, they're in a really good spot. And to be honest, they'd probably be a little bit disappointed. I know everyone's disappointed by this coronavirus outbreak and the stopping of the season, but they looked absolutely primed. Uh, against the Blues, didn't they? It was it was game over by quarter time, seven goals in that first term, and they basically cruised to victory after that. But I don't know, Carlton's not a top four fancy themselves, but geez, it was just another statement that, hey, we're back and look out. Yeah, it is. And only Brandon Ellis and his move to the Gold Coast and Basha Hooley's calf, which kept him out of round one, were the only two players that weren't there for the Tigers against the Blues. Now, we're going to be missing at least two months. It could be anywhere up to three, four, even five months of footy between round one and two. Is this going to give your Alistair Clarksons, your Adam Simpsons, your Leon Camerons a chance to just do their digging on the Tigers and and try and find a hole? Because it seems like that's the only thing stopping them to going three from four uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, look at last year as well. We thought injuries would derail them particularly in the middle of last year where they went through a bit of a form slump, but they absolutely came home with a wet sail, got their players back and showed that they can just hold firm even with injury crisis upon them. So you don't think that injuries will hurt them. But as you say, um, this period now and and across three years now, you'd think that the rest of the competition will have a, a very good idea of what makes the Tigers tick. But now it's about, can you be better at the Tigers? Can you out Richmond Richmond? Mm. And I know there's other clubs trying to sort of do that sort of style. I mean, even at Essendon, Ben Rutten's taking a very close hand um, into what the, the Bombers want to play like and, and Blake Carousello as well, to the point where I even spoke to Jacob Townsend last last week and he was saying that, um, you know, since crossing from Richmond to the Bombers in the offseason, at some times in drills, players will come up to him as a first-year player at Essendon and say, what should we be doing here? Where should we be standing? Even the likes of Michael Hurley are asking him, saying, what should we be doing here? Because it's so Richmond-esque. So definitely they've created a style and a system that will be replicated around the the competition. But who's to say there's not a better system that's out there that's waiting to just come to fruition and that clubs have been tweaking and working on over the summer 
we haven't seen enough to sort of really make a statement on how teams are playing yet. So there might be someone um, lurking with a, a better game plan that's going to overtake what the Tigers have been able to produce over the last three years. Now, I know you've got the list of guys who missed round one, and it's pretty impressive, but I want to go back to 2018. They got Tom Lynch, and I'd probably put my hand up in this department when they left. Corey Ellis go. Um, Reese Conker went out. Tyson Stengel, Sam Lloyd uh, walked to the Western Bulldogs. I, for yep. one, was thinking, geez, the, is the depth going to be there? Are they going to be able to, to bring these guys in? But absolutely they have, and it's forcing some pretty handy players to miss out on their best 22. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the emergencies for round one and they're players who might, might not be household names, but they're players who, when they come in to you know, perform for the senior side, live up to the what's the requirements and, and what they're asked to do. And that shows, I guess, the style of coaching that has come through at Richmond as well, but also the recruiting. They pick players who, who can understand their roles. Jack Ross last year was playing superb footy, nearly played in that grand final against the Giants uh, through the midfield in what was a, a great debut year. Camden McIntosh, premiership player, was on the sidelines. Callum Coleman-Jones, we haven't seen as much off, but can come in as a, a, that versatile ruckman. And then defender Ryan Garthwaite, well, we talk about their defensive setup and if they did lose another player to injury, well, he's ready to step up straight away. Riley Collier-Dawkins is a, a first-round midfielder we haven't seen yet. And Jack Higgins, Mitch, mm. you know, I know there's big stories in the world at the moment, but this will be one of the best footy stories off the season mm. when he comes back and returns because there was severe, serious, legitimate doubts that he would ever be able to run again, let alone you know, perform at AFL level after suffering that, that brain bleed last year and having severe and serious operation to correct it. So, And he probably would have played in round one if not falling ill just before uh, the first game against the Blues. So I think that's going to be an absolute highlight for Richmond fans. They might not be at the ground to see it happen, but when they do see uh, Jack Higgins come back and play, because he's a live wire and he was a key player for them in, in his debut season up forward. So I, I think that'll continue. And yeah, I think there's a number of players who, because the Richmond way and the Richmond model has become so unreliant on stars, but just a, an across the board um, contingent of effort. Yeah, I think there's others, you know, Patrick Nash. I know other clubs were watching Patrick Nace last year thinking, geez, he'd be good for us. He's going to be hard to pry out of uh, Tigerland given the, the father's links there. Chris Nace, a former player, but he's a player who would be getting games elsewhere because of that run and speed and, and long kick that he does have. Just for Tigers fans tuning in, many have heard about Riley Collier-Dawkins and I'm sure many have seen him at VFL level. We're still yet to see him at AFL level. So many would sort of see his name as just as a dream and a hope. You've seen his draft years... Uh, more than anyone, talk us through where he is at. He's out of contract, firstly, but what he can become and, and what you, you see him coming to at, at Tigerland. Yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he was, I mean, he was a first round pick at the end of 2018. So um, it, there wasn't any rush in him to play last year at all. Uh, and he was a bit of a late bloomer as well in his draft year. So he wasn't the type of player, though, to be a big numbers midfielder at that point. That's where he, he did get some comparisons to Patrick Cripps or or Josh Kennedy with his size and his strength and his bullocking power. And that's what I liked about him as well. He, he did have the ability to really win a clearance, drag the ball out. He's about 193 centimetres uh, at last check. He's probably grown since then too. So um, he, he's a big guy for a midfielder who's coming into an AFL system and getting to learn the ropes a little bit. So his body shape's changed a little bit since he's been at the club. And yeah, I, I, I like the fact that he 
there's no pressure on him to be playing straight away because at some clubs he would be pressured into be playing just because of the fact he's a he's a first round selection and, and you know there's a need for this this youth to come in and, and make an impact straight away. But that's not the case at, at Richmond. So he's been given time to develop. Of course that'll come with a uh, an impatience that comes with any early picks. They want to play straight away. It's maybe a little bit harder to actually do that at Richmond. But as you say, he's uh he's out of contract at the end of this year. He's one of the players that they do have out of contract at the end of 2020. However, discussions were well underway for a new deal uh, before the COVID-19 uh, crisis struck and, and put a hold to all those. So, yeah, I think he'll be at the Tigers for the, for the long term. Just before we get to a few other names who are out of contract and in demand, just Marlon Pickett. Um, we know he was, came in last year, mid-season draft, so he was on the, the formulated rookie contracts, but he's re-signed for, for this year at least. Probably, I'm just using ballpark figures here, $150,000 as his base. Is he the best? Is he, does he have the best scope of any player on that figure to, to provide an outcome for their club this year? Yeah, he's probably the best value for, for money, Um yeah, he was shaped as one of the best value for money players in the competition, didn't he, at that price? And you suspect that as the season recommences, hopefully in the second half of the year, that he'll be a part of that lineup uh, most weeks. He played round one, obviously, in front of no fans, played the grand final last year in front of 100,000 fans in his debut and was electrifying with the blind turn and just the class and the composure and the gliding steps. And he just looks so at home in that AFL cauldron so yeah I'd expect that this year he uh, he blossoms and the excitement out of the Richmond footy club about him has been immense over summer look if he can handle playing a first game in an AFL grand final in those situations <laughs> then he can handle the hype coming into his second game yeah. and second season at AFL level so I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring to their lineup it's not as if they really need too much um, extra polish or extra class through that midfield it's one of the more imposing midfields in the competition if not the most imposing midfield in the competition but he certainly brings something a little bit different an extra sort of I don't know some X factor and some ability to not exactly know what he's going to do next and maybe uh, some unexpectedness um, to that that brigade but look there's uh, yeah he's he's one of the players that I think the whole footy public was really interested in seeing how he backed up last year and he started moderately against the Blues he wasn't a standout in round one but I'd expect that yeah, as you say he's out of contract at the end of this year and he was one who wasn't going to be um, starting talks until he played a fair few games and got some of those under his belt so that still hasn't commenced and just their rucks it's a, it's a source of fascination for me they went with two in round one Ivan Soldo the number one and Toby Nankervis the number two even though Nank hardly did it a pre-season they got him up and he played only about 45% of the game which you know, speaking of Damien Hardwick, after the game, they were weighing up whether they actually go with two Ruckman now, considering the shortened quarters and the need. Do they need the, the backup? He's out of contract, the Nank. Has all of a sudden his name come up, considering Callum Coleman-Jones is developing nicely under him? Yeah, I mean, I, I like that exchange and that question after that round one game with Dimmer himself because it was a good point. I mean, with the shortened quarters is there as much of a necessity? And a lot of clubs do it already, even with the longer full quarters, you know, only playing one Ruckman and just a real um, pinch hitter to help out in that, you know, four or five minutes every quarter. So uh, that's a discussion that I'm sure uh, and a debate that the, the Richmond coaching staff will be having throughout this this break and this period is, can we play two? And if we play one, who's the, who's the man in front? And Ivan Soldo might've taken that mantle um, across the back end of last year when, and Nank was injured 
you know, Nank was such a hero um, in that 17 premiership and, and came back last year from injury and got back into that side and, and featured as well. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I think that rivals will be watching Toby Nankervis this year and just watching with an eye to think, well, if he does get pushed out of the number one ruck role, we know how valuable ruckmen become in trade periods, don't we, Mitch? And when we talk about him every mm. year, um, there's four or five that get thrown up because they aren't the, either the number one at their club or aren't even the number two and another club wants a number two, so they get shifted around. And, you know, the um, the currency of, of ruckman is is fascinating throughout that period. So I think that, look, I'm not saying he's going to leave. I'm not saying that at all, but I just think he's one to watch and keep an eye on because out of contract, um, obviously started his career at the Swans before heading to the Tigers, has created such an imprint there, um, playing undersized for a lot of that time too. Uh, but yeah, he just wants to watch. And I think other clubs will certainly have him um, with the highlighter out in their books and saying, mm, if we need a ruck, he's, he's someone that we should be um, keeping posted off. Especially when you look at the rucks, so many of the recent premiership ruckmen have been at other clubs. Nank at Sydney, uh, you look at Nathan Vardy at Geelong, Boyd was a ruckman for the Dogs. He started his career yep. at the Giants. Um, ben McAvoy at the Saints. Shane Mumford is back to Sydney. Yeah. He was um, he was a, a ruckman at Geelong, and then Brad Otten's even before that. So so many of those <laughs> keep guys. Keep going, Mitch. <laughs> All right, I'll keep going. Darren Jolly, Darren Jolly at Collingwood. Lee Brown, Lee yeah. Brown at Collingwood as well. <laughs> uh, can we keep pushing back? What about 2008? <laughs> um, Brett Renouf, I think, started at Port Adelaide. Did he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we'll keep going. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a podcast for another day. Just a, a few other Tigers out of contract I'll, I'll just whip through. So uh, Nathan Broad, interesting one, WA guy, but he always seems to sign a, a one- or two-year deal at the end He's of his. He's an interesting one, actually. Sorry to jump in. Uh, Freo yeah. did have some interest yeah. in him okay. after, uh, what was that, 2018, I think. Um, yep. Uh, so that's one to watch as well. And I'm sure you're about to mention Jack Graham too. Yes. Talk, talk to me about him. Well, he was... One of the players who uh, had open talks with uh, with the Tigers, and that was heading towards a new deal for uh, the midfielder from South Australia. Obviously, a hero in that 2017 grand final, and a hero in the 2019 preliminary final to get him into the grand final before he um, wasn't able to play the next week with that shoulder injury. So, missed out on this year's or last year's flag, but I don't think he'll miss out on a new deal. They love him there at Punt Road, and talks were well underway before this. Um, COVID-19 outbreak stopped that and, and put a pause to all those sort of discussions. But um, yeah, I'd say he would be rem- remaining at the uh, the footy club. Look forward to that. And just for those uh, stats buffs out there, Brenton Renouf went to port after Hawthorne. So I right. got that wrong, but uh, <laughs> the, the rain could continue. Kaltumi, thanks for that. Thanks, Mitchell. 